forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. You stupid little fox! It's me, Meatball, and I'm here with Big Dipper. And welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Happy birthday, Diva! Yes, my birthday was yesterday. I had a lovely day. I did nothing. Yeah, you know, I think it's funny. Everyone likes to prove their friendship by posting about someone's birthday on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I I didn't mind it. It was like funny to see old picture. It reminded me of like when I met everybody and like yeah. it brought stuff up like that, which I was like, oh, it's nice. I really wish I could have had like a party or something. Do you still but have? Oh, yeah. I remember you had a pool party once for your birthday. I had a pool house. party like three. I've had pool parties like the last three years for my birthday. I think. Do you still have Facebook? Yeah. Because Facebook is that place where, like, when it's your birthday, you get messages from, like, your yes. co- the, the person you would, like, on Tuesdays and Thursdays eat with at the college dorm cafeteria. And they're like, happy birthday. And you're like, I haven't talked to you in a decade. What's wrong yes. with you? Got a lot of those. Got a lot of those on Instagram, too. I, that, I, like, I would rather turn my fucking notifications or, like, turn off, like, people being able to comment on my yeah. Facebook wall because it's just like if you're just gonna write happy birthday and we don't really know each other it's like I don't know at least on Instagram it was like pictures and it was fun this is what I think about when that happens every year I think I about, think about like, turning it off I had a friend that did that once and he was like it's great because then the next day you turn it back on and it's like your birthday didn't happen well this is what I think about who is the person who gets up every morning and goes, ah, another great day. Let's log on to Facebook here. And whose birthday is it? And they well, click all the four people that they're friends with and they go, happy birthday, Jennifer. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday, Marcus. You know what I mean? Like, that's just so wild. Well, that's the thing. And you can tell that some people literally just do that. They just write happy birthday because, like, that's all that pops up. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's, like, great. No, there's something wrong you... with it. Stop doing it. Delete it. Fat. Bye. If you, del- <laughs> if you feel like doing that. I don't really do that. I'll send a text or an Instagram message, but I also just don't use Facebook anymore. Are we getting rid of Facebooks? Well, I think some people are. I like, for some reason, here's why I use it. I use it for messaging. There are some people who, for whatever reason, like, I don't message with on. But you can keep Facebook Messenger and just not have a Facebook. I guess that's true. And then I have, like, a big dipper page that, like, I occasionally and how, what's the traffic on that? Very low, but I yeah. Have so it's it. like I what's the, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's a drag queen here in Los Angeles who got rid of her. I think they got rid of their Facebook and Instagram, and now I have everyone go to their website. Girl, but how do you direct them to the website? Well, I didn't think that far into it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe on their Instagram, it's just like for more, go to my website, or like from this point forward. I don't really from know, but. This po- <laughs> From this point forward, please refer to my website for all of your needs. Okay, I want to talk about something, uh, a couple things before we dive into yes. our interview. Which so I'm you're out to about. steal people's blood. That's correct. I'm trying to get the gay blood. But listen, I was going to promote <laughs> <Gay> this. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. <clears throat> Up until recently, the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration, had a very homophobic rule, restriction for people who donate blood you can only give blood 
if you are a gay man and you have not had sex for up to a year, 12 months, you had to be celibate for 12 months before you could give blood. And so there have been a ton of obviously like activists. The Vixen even talked about it when she was on our show. I think Jeffrey Self and Drew Drogan, a bunch of other comedians made like a music video called Bad Blood that was a parody of that Taylor Swift video about this restriction because this restriction is super homophobic surrounding HIV. With the pandemic, everyone is afraid to go out because obviously there's a pandemic. So blood drives got canceled everywhere. The Red Cross is responsible for 80% of the blood in hospitals in America. 80% comes from the Red Cross. So their blood drives are really important to save people's lives who are in the hospital. And even though they discriminate against who can donate the blood, they don't discriminate in the hospital about who gets the blood. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's like bias and racism in the system. But if you need blood, they don't go like, are you a faggot? Oh, you're not getting the blood, which they do at the blood drive. Which is wild. So recently, they reduced that to three months. So you can have no gay sexual contact for three months. And I thought. And now hey, what do how now what do straight people have to wait how long after zero. having unprotected you could okay. raw dog and now straight people you... <laughs> also are affected by aids and hiv am i correct that's correct that's correct um yes. and now the the homosexuals and bi people now it is disproportionate it's about 75 percent of uh homose- straight people straight people oh yeah yeah so <laughs> that's interesting that um straight people still get that that good old aids right you literally could walk in with your dick still wet from having unprotected vaginal sex in your car and you could give blood. But if you're having man on man, they, they specifically, it's not just gay people. They specifically, they, man they on man MSM, yeah. men who have sex with men. So anyways, my thought was if all the blood, the supplies are low. And we're technically, for someone like me who is single, I have been on quarantine since March. I've not been fucking. I now meet this uh, requirement. And are they going to be doing the antibody test at your thing too? And now the Red Cross is offering the antibody test. So, so I'm hosting a blood drive in Los Angeles. So if July you want to give blood and you're gay or straight and you want a free antibody test that's correct to find out if you had COVID. this is a great way to do it and do a good thing now what i will say is i get it diva the restriction is still homophobic i understand we know but are you gonna withhold your blood that could save someone's life they're trying and it's not the red cross i mean the red cross is a christian organization but they are following the federal law yes so anyways. So don't withhold your blood just because you withheld your cum. And See how I did that? You're very smart. You're a marketing you. maven. So Thank no you. matter where you are in the country, you can just go onto the Red Cross's website. You can search your zip code. If you're a gay dude who's been um, uh, 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 quarantining and you have been celibate and just raw dogging your hand to your dick this whole time, you are eligible to donate blood. There are a couple but your other hand restrictions. Isn't. I'm just kidding. But your hand is not. Yeah. But check it out. My blood drive happens to be full. But Oh, it's already full? <laughs> you can do one in your city. There are there are no slots left. I, I just pulled it up as we were talking about it. Oh, wow. Well, now the Red Cross will leave you alone after last time's upset. 
Yeah, they didn't get enough blood last time. Okay, and then I want to talk about one more thing, and then we'll get into our interview. Because, you know, it is our podcast, so we get to promote our things. Yeah, we get to talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. How's your makeup palette doing? My palette's doing great, and it would be a great gift for me on my birthday if you would go to hip.com and buy the Diamond Diva palette, which still a portion of the proceeds goes to the LGBTQ plus freedom fund. Portion of the proceeds. A portion of the proceeds. Anyway, uh, it's doing great. It's now, they're like, you know, no one's really buying makeup or anything. So now they're doing bundles. So you can go pretty much bundle any of their other palettes with mine for $50. And everyone loves your palette. Yeah, it seems like everyone's really liked it. They've been a big fan of the glitters. And I've been taking notes. And I understand, yes, the red and the orange are very similar in color. Uh, Get over it, Diva. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you... But that's like really in your palette. Yeah, too. but what? I was like, I yeah. So the next one will change it, and I've already figured out like what colors I would do for the next one. Oh, so you're like a mini mini makeup maven over there. I, we're just f- figuring it out. I also people really love the glitters, so we're gonna see how to incorporate more glitters into things. But I know that like everyone has glitter. Okay, so the last thing I want to promote is I am hosting Bear World Magazine's House Party, which is a digital uh, show happening on July 25th on Ooh-ah. Twitch. Yeah. Ooh-ah. And Meatball, Meatball is performing in it. I am in it. Uh, I will not be doing a live performance. I have, I have not put a wig on in a while. No one is doing a live performance. This is all pre-tape, but I'm hosting it. I'm doing like a bunch of musical numbers. And guess what? I'm stepping my what do they say i'm stepping my pussy up uh because i'm doing like a real shoot kane and i are gonna like get together and like it's gonna be it's just the two of us and we're not gonna touch we're gonna be distant but we're gonna do like a legitimate thing with like lights and performance and like audio so it's not just gonna be like me rapping in my bedroom to my cell phone well i'm so excited for you i can't (laughs) wait to watch it and friends of the pod, Lucy, Lucy Stool, who we have to get on the show, DDM, yeah, who we have to get on the show. Matteo Sagatti is going to be doing stuff. Um, you're on it. Uh, my friend Eddie Wayne, Will Sheridan, who we both know. I A bunch of my Will. friends, I was able to book them for the show. So that's really exciting. And that's we're raising incredible. money also for for the girls which is um, in the U.S. is like an organization that puts money directly into black trans folks' uh, pocket. Literally, you apply for these like mini grants for like healthcare, travel, food, rent, like gender affirming surgeries. Like it's a Google form, and then they are basically a pool of money, and they read the Google form, and then they grant people the money that they need. So it's like That's a direct incredible. action thing. And because the audience is global, we're also donating money. Uh, the the magazine, Bear World Magazine, is also based in the UK. So we're donating money to the Colors Youth Network, which is uh, like a, a, an organization that helps queer youth in the UK. So you can find out more at bearworldmag.com slash digital bear July, which I know Ooh, is a lot. Come on, digital bear July. Uh, digital bear July. You sound like Jamiroquai. Ooh. Ooh. Foreshadowing. And just like uh, Jimmy Aquai, I'm half French. <laughs> and half Portuguese. Um, or you can go to twitch.tv slash bearworldmag. And that show is July 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern, which is 2 p.m. over here in Los Angeles, daytime shows. But that's for all of our Irish listeners. That's 10, 10 p.m. in Ireland. In good old Ireland. Ireland. Are you a pirate? Oh, we got are the you, leprechauns. Are and you a Jamaican pirate? 
Why do I? Arg, me matey. Arg. I play on the steel drum, me matey. That's that's my French showing. Oh, I thought you were gonna like do a little song in your Irish French. Oh, uh, no, I'm not. Come on. Five, six. Uh, uh, what is my song about? I am an Irish Jamaican and, and I ride on my boat. <laughs> Wait, he's a pirate. He's supposed to be a pirate. So the lyrics were, I'm an Irish Jamaican and I ride on my boat? Well, because I thought I was a pirate. It's like an Aaliyah parody called Ride the Boat instead of Rock the Boat, but you're an Irish Jamaican. I don't know that pirate. one. Is that Rock the Boat? Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. No, no, no. You don't, don't rock know... the boat, baby. Rock no, the no. boat. You don't I know the... Rock the boat. You don't know the Aaliyah song. Rock the boat? No. Let me hold on. Drag her in the comments. Send her things on Twitter. Literally witch hunt. It's not even the top song on Spotify to come up. Well, Are You That Somebody is probably the top song to come up. No. Oh, maybe she's just not on Spotify. You know they were doing her dirty with her. Rock the boat, work the middle. Where? Change positions. Stroke it for it's me. It's not on here. You don't know this song? No. Hold on. Let me look it up on my computer. Literally everyone drag her. Rock the boat. Ooh, she no, looks don't. soft. Rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. It's not that. We'll play some of Rock the Boat. All right. I have it open. She's walking on a beach. Yes. And she's in the all white with the Yeah, they're top all on, on the, the boat. boat. Ooh, she looks you- good. Yes, I don't, this was I don't it. know this. Oh, my God. Now, see, I'm not into, like, slow R&B songs. <laughs> all right. Well, up next is our amazing interview with rapper Show You Suck. Meatball, you suck for not knowing this song. I rock the boat, baby. I'm so excited for our guest today. Get your ears ready. Uh, they have an amazing radio voice, which is why they're such an illustrious recording artist. Um, I... Well, we, we'll talk about it when we get in. Make some noise for Show You Some! Yes! Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like. The mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool. 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Hello. Hello. Hi. I am so excited to be on this show. I can't tell y'all enough. Well, I'm excited to have you because I have a million questions for you about okay. uh, having Big Dipper as your friend. <laughs> now, um, the first time I think that I've ever met you was maybe we were in Chicago at Queen at mm-hmm. Metro. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we played a show, I guess, when was that? It was in September, right? I believe, Yeah, that seems right. And we played a show, because we've talked about this before, we, we mm-hmm. played a show and when... We got when it got time to like, like right before we were going to perform, the the club owner came up to me because I was essentially like the headliner and I had booked uh, show you suck to perform with me. But they came up and they were like, so where are all your people? And I was like, what are you talking about? I promoted the people who came came. Where are all your people? And it was like as if as if it was our job. You remember that that was like a tumultuous night. That was really crazy because, for one, uh, that's when we both found out that that place did not have a promotions department. There was not anyone in that job. (laughs) I don't know how that happens, but I will also say this. Every time I've played there, there's always something weird. There's always some, like... Ooh, drag them. There's always, like, some, 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 like, power struggle, like... Um, not allowing me to use the the green room, even though no one's using the green room. You know, like there's always these little things. But I always Which, like playing there. That's the that's the were, weird tug. Were we in the green room? Because that's not even no a green room. no. There's an upstairs one, and they play that game every time. It's it's a very weird push and pull. <laughs> they probably just don't want to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> How well, much of a and, mess could two of you make? No, but I'm, I guess that that you know. The, with only 12 people in the audience it's not worth hiring someone <laughs> no, yeah. to clean the green room. <laughs> yeah um yeah but we met okay so we met in chicago playing a show together we were booked on the show meatball you will like this it was called the dad bod yes concert mm. is that sub t it's like the dad bod fest i don't know i think they just do yes. the word fest on there but <laughs> yeah and so um uh, uh, some other band, Celine, Celine Neon. Neon. Mm-hmm. 
they played, you played, I played, and it was like so many awesome people. And I had never heard of you, and I was so blown away by your show. Oh. And then I watched all your videos. And same with and- you. That that show was so crazy for 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 one reason. I mean, you're a great performer, but um, all right, don't give him that. <laughs> I digress. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, I played I played as sub T so many times throughout the years, and their security is always known to be insanely stone-faced, emotionless. Um, mm. And by the time you were at the end of your set, when you were like uh, down to the G string, sliding mm. across the floor, they were going crazy. Yeah, I remember They that. were going crazy. And I had never, for all the years I performed there, I have never seen them react to a performance Um that way at all so i mean along with me already being so stoked on the show i was like this is insanely special so i i i I will say if if once once touring gets back or however it gets back if dipper is in your city go see oh that's so nice of you that's the only positive story of a performance of dippers i've literally (laughs) ever heard so that was such a a gift (laughs) if you come to a show you can meet the 10 other people who will be yeah. there and we yeah. can like have a We've... nice intimate dinner party i didn't realize Wait, how so... many weird like awkward performance situations that we have been in yes do you remember when we played at the taste of chicago taste of chicago I mean, you played at the taste of chicago but i came and did a song with you yes oh. after like a gospel band it was so amazingly awkward and that's <laughs> the course of my career just amazingly awkward situations what is the most awkward show that you've had to play besides oh. taste of other than a taste i was oh you know what i played um my first year playing wicker park fest that's like a huge street festival here in chicago um i played i got booked which i was really excited about but when i got there i found out i was booked for the kids stage so i played i played a show how did did (laughs) they they not listen Nah, a lot of people don't listen, but book. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing this show, and there's a, uh, a animal. There's like a petting zoo behind me. So there are literally like lambs and sheeps getting out of the cage and strolling onto stage while I'm performing. It was great. What? It was awesome. I would have been with like those little baby goats. Yeah. Well, let's... Okay, so for all of our listeners, let's back up for a second. Sure. Um, let's first start with your stage name. Because you, you have think. a... You have a show you suck. It's an interesting stage name. The more the more you're aware of you and listen to your music and say your name, it becomes really regular to say. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, it's weird because it's like a ver it's a couple different verbs sure. and it's like a sentence, but it's also a name. So can you tell everyone about your name, <laughs> Show You Suck? Well, my um uh, my like my original rap name uh was just Show. And uh, this was before the internet age, because that's how long I've been rapping. Uh, We're all adults here. Y'all know, before Google. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I would, I, play, I ended up doing a lot of shows and playing a lot of shows with hardcore bands. Mm. Um, so a lot of like a lot of bands with the names like uh, Hear the Veil or like Find the Bear. You know these these bands with these like really like with these names that sound like book titles. Um, mm. And sort of leaving that scene and kind of becoming more predominant in like the Chicago hip hop scene. Um, I kind of, I, 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 and also the internet age, having the name show was stupid because you can't Google it. 
Um, so I had to figure out, I had to add something to my name, but I didn't want to completely change it. And um, I, I, I came up with this call to response at my shows where I would say, show is so awesome and let the crowd say, show you suck. Because how often do you get to go to a show and tell someone that they suck? I don't know. I just wanted to get the whole crowd. Well, uh, every show Meatball goes to. That's <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of booze. It's my favorite. No, I was saying you as an audience member are the bully. <laughs> oh, yes, that's also true. I hate, see, I hate watching live shows. <laughs> and so I just took, I, at that time, I just figured I'll just make show you suck my name. And also it'd be an ode to a lot of the bands that I uh came came performing with because people would think would not be sure if it was one person or a group and i kind of mm-hmm. i thought that was a it was a funny joke at the time <laughs> right well i love it i remember um being able like like when when you're in at one of your shows and you get to chant that it feels like you're celebrating but it also feels it's like oxymoronical yeah because you're like yes i love you but i'm telling you that you suck yeah <laughs> Um, what has your like quarantine lockdown scenario been like in Chicago? Because one thing I will say about you is when we met, I was like, oh, cool. Another like indie artist. And I like looked into what you did and I saw your music videos and I listened to your music. And then when I started following you on Instagram, I was like, you literally play like five shows a week. Like, I know. (laughs) <laughs> he goes i know i know I'm i did but like I used to. You, you were you like every room you would just show up and you would play shows you were constantly booked and i was always so impressed and so now it's like that is the the major thing that is not returning in lockdowns is like bars clubs and venues yeah so what is your life like right now um my life is I like working on getting my home as comfortable as possible. I put, you know, I honestly doing the things that I've been putting off for two years because I've been in and out, um, really getting this place super comfortable. Um, I've been slowly, but surely like self-recording. Uh, been, I've been demoing a lot of stuff. Um, I've been doing some voiceover work. So that's, that's Ooh. been really cool. Meatball likes that. Some things here and there. Yeah. I, I, I know you did, uh, for the Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that's top tier for me. I'm trying to get to that level. Well, it wasn't great, but I mean, it was <laughs> lovely. I say go for it. It's it's truly not a hard job. Yeah, especially if but, I can do it. I'm a fan. I can do it all here at home. It's Yeah, it's everyone's great. doing it at home now. It's so yeah, it's funny. great. I mean, you do have such a great voice. Oh, yeah. It's so deep. It's so sultry. Do you know Wicked? I still haven't seen Wicked. Okay, well... Can you give us a little ooh-ah with your beautiful deep voice? Yeah. Ooh-ah. Yeah. No, it's more of a ooh-ah. ooh-ah. That's perfect. Yeah. I love hey, it. Look. Okay. No, so- wait, back to touring. When do you think that we're going to be allowed to like, when do you feel like you're going to go start touring again? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just like trying to get everyone's estimate because some people are saying like starting in October and I'm like, no, definitely. Oh, Christmas no, not, I, don't, I wouldn't think Hanukkah until until 2021. Definitely. Yeah. Until oh, yeah. 2021. That's where I'm, I'm not. It ain't even in my brain until there. But like, some people are talking about like, well, it's not going to ruin my new year. And I'm like, it sure as shit will. What it you should. Talking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 this is for me. This is like really this moment when we can understand like if you're an adult or not yeah mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so what um, have you been doing? Like you've said you've been like recording stuff, but like, have you been releasing anything? Have you been like getting thing, anything out to the people? Uh, the first, the first two or three weeks of quarantine, uh, I released an EP called I went into quarantine and all I got was this damn swag volume one. And that was, <laughs> it, it was like, th- it's three demos that was, previous to the quarantine and two home recordings that I did. So it was like my first time home recording and I just kind of coupled those together and put those out on Bandcamp. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wait, Meatball, I know you make fun of my shoes all the time, but Show You Suck has a song called Crocs or Naw all and is sponsored by Crocs. Well, he, I have changed my mind on Crocs and I am 100% <laughs> for them. Are you on the team now? Welcome. Well, I don't own any because I I don't want to be seen in public with them. But I do think that they're fun and cute. I mean, didn't they send you, like, so many? They sent me a huge box. Like, this huge, huge box of Crocs. So, for, like, half of of a tour. Yeah. So, for half of a tour, I was just, like, throwing Crocs out to, like, people in the crowd. Now, when you wear them, do you wear it with the the little sling on your on your heel or do you see, wear it I wear, forward? I wear it around the back, but I see Oh, so you're I ready for the, speed. I see the kids wearing it to the front. So yes. I don't know I'm I don't know which way to go on it yet. I'm still I'm still trying. I'm actually graduating from Crocs and Two. Birkenstocks. Oh Birken, I'm I'm on I'm I'm on the streets. I'm hunting. <laughs> you're looking well the thing about i remember i remember when everyone was really into birkenstocks i think i was in high school because it was really that like people were really into that like grunge sort of like or maybe it was oh. middle school nirvana mm-hmm. like birkenstocks like yeah. you know skater uh aesthetic and um i remember learn i think i remember learning that like obviously you have to get them and then you have to wear them in because what are the what's the it's bottom like, hard of, like cork yeah <laughs> cork and so it it like it molds to your foot over time, you yeah. know, like a good pair of sh- sandals or shoes. Sort oh, of okay. Like See, I didn't do all foot. that research on. Yeah, them you yet. gotta you gotta wear them out. You gotta get them all but, smooth on the inside, baby. Mm. Yeah, but then you get those like insane calluses. Oh, yes. see, I didn't know all this. This was not Listen, in the reviews. Speaking of calluses, <laughs> I just did that gross thing where you like wrap your foot in that shit and it like baby melts feet. The skin it's called off. baby feet. Yeah, it's called baby feet. <laughs> they say it twenty times in the ad. I'm my feet are currently peeling off right now. I'd show you, but I respect. Well, hold on, let me see. Let yeah, me let's go. go. Let's go. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Show her. I won't. Let's but see. it's disgusting. Here's the thing they don't tell you about baby feet. First it's all, all over your house. First of all, the bags that they send you are too small for any foot over the size of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can barely get thing. it around. My- yeah, you got to cut it up the back so you can get in it. Number two, they say, you know, wrap them up. You wear the things. You wear them for like half hour, an hour, whatever. And hour. then they say like, oh, the skin will peel off. But the way they talk about it is as if you can just sort of peel a full layer yes. of dead skin. No, your skin no. flakes for flakes. like two weeks. Yes. For two until- weeks? It's like yeah. it takes a really long time. It takes like, three days for it to even start showing signs, and then and then two weeks of your feet just like dropping dead skin off like paper. And so, what you essentially have to do, which is so gross, is meatball. I'm sure you're barefoot right now, right? No, I'm wearing socks because okay, I don't. Wanna... You because you have to wear socks because, and then at the end of the day, 
you shake the socks out and all the fucking dead skin. It's so, it is such a disgusting. I'm not thing shaking the socks out. I like turn it inside out and like do it over the trash can and then I wash them. I would have to do That's that. That's what I'm go, saying. I would have to do that in quarantine. Yeah, I yes. mean, now's the perfect time to do any of this stuff. Yeah. I, the the advertising around it is gross. It's like it's like submerge your foot in this sock full of goo and then peel an entire new skin off, and you're like, it's actually much messier and and uh, <laughs> more like uh, time consuming than that. Yeah, it's a two week process. I do not suggest doing it. <laughs> Unsold. Unsold. Let's talk. I want to talk about your style a little bit. Oh, okay. Ever evolving. One, you're coming for my gig right now with this backdrop. Is that wallpaper or a curtain? No, it's a it's a carpet. Or what do they call it? A t- uh, tapestry. What do they call it? A ta- yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. There we go. Oh, it's, it's a tapestry, language. and it looks like the what is that? The carpet from uh, The Shining. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I thought you were Jamiroquaiing and like walking <laughs> on walls and things. <laughs> like, do you know how carpet. long it took me to find out that Jamiroquai was white? Too long. long. I was like, I was at least twenty when I realized it. See, I thought he was. I thought he was at like f- French and something. At least I didn't French, know he was fully white. French either. and black. Sure, half something French. Like that. You can be. You can be uh, f- French and black, and it not be a mix of things. True. Yeah, that true. Now I'm literally uh, trying, <laughs> to, trying to figure it. out what Jamiroquai is up to. Racially. Uh, okay, I've I've Googled it. Can I just say Portuguese? Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. See, something like that. I you knew something some like that. I knew he had something special. <laughs> Stop. His biological father is Portuguese. And Where his was mom's, he? His mom's name is Karen. Where he grew up at, though. Um, what set is he claiming? What hood he from? <laughs> What's his credentials? Stratford Lancashire. Oh, so he's is, that's Brit. That's the UK. That's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, he owns a dragon. Um, okay, so your style is like mustache, beard, Hawaiian shirt, you know, it's very like sexy dad. I'm definitely reaching towards that that <laughs> that hill i used to be like very punk and like uh i kind of i've kind of gone through it all but now i'm just strictly comfort i yeah, am take comfort. us through i want to hear some of these stages like punk for the hardcore shows obviously i you know i grew up in a predominantly like black area so i, I wore your fubus your sean johns you know your, your jerseys i i wore all that but as soon as I was able to drive, I like I went to Chicago and I would go to the alley and get like yes. band tees and, um, you know, like pants, you know, sl- slimmer fitting pants from there. Um, and then I started the mix. Meatball. OK, so Berlin, where you've been booked before in Chicago, mm-hmm. down the street is the Dunkin Donuts. Yes, I know that Dunkin. Well, just around the corner, there used to be there's probably what is it? Condos now? Yeah, <laughs> there used oh, really? to be this amazing, huge store called the Alley. They did piercings, they did tattoos, they had like everything you could want. It was like punk related, drag related. Um, oh, wow. like, yeah, like awesome. kids from the suburbs would take the train in or drive in. Me, I was from the suburbs to go. or drive exactly. in. Exactly. 
just to go shopping there and like that when i was in middle school it was all about patches like to sew patches mm-hmm. or glue yeah. patches on your backpack and keychains like they sold all that shit there but it was also like you could buy like dildos there too probably and like like weed pipes and shit like that like it literally was this huge and maybe it was an old church like it felt like a cathedral it is like a cathedral Hmm. yeah that's so wild we didn't really have anything like that in houston we could like drive into downtown and there was like an area called montrose for gay kids but Mm. it was for gay kids well it was like the gay neighborhood in houston but it wasn't all that gay you know what i mean it's as gay as it could be for houston Okay, so you would get the skinny jeans. Was that like, did you ever skate? Did you ever yeah, ride a yeah, skateboard? Yeah, I skated. Oh, okay. I managed a skate shop for six six years. Um, yeah, I managed a skate shop for six years. I was actually, spo- I was sponsored more so for being a rapper that was Whoop. in the skate culture than being a skater, you know? Um, a lot of early skate brands used to flow me clothes and stuff just because I made music. And I was, I would literally make CDs and and send them around to other stores. That's so cool. And didn't you start? I don't know if you talk about this, but didn't you start a brand with your friend? Uh, Slush Cult. Slush Cult's been around for six years now. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really grown into um my my best my best my best buddy uh called him Slush Guy. He's like grown the brand into this like incredible thing is in is it's in malls it's weird it's in the stores i worked in i now have a poster in it's like the craziest thing ever like, she's so a model cool. she's a zoomies model right what is zoomies zoomies it's a, is like it's a, yeah wasn't it like a journeys yeah like but skatery? it was more it was more yeah it was more action sports focused so you can go there and actually get snowboards uh bindings you can get everything you need to skate um bindings but yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the binding? It just makes me think about like bondage. It uh, it connects the boot, the boot, your snowboard boot to the board. I have never so been the snowboarding. I went snowboarding once. I'm and? very good at it. Really? Oh. I went. I went once. I'm terrible. I can tell you everything about a snowboard. I can tell you what what, what kind you need, but I have. So you can tell zero us about ability. our bindings. Yep, I'm yep. Sure. I have zero ability. Meatball, and you were good. I don't buy it. I was actually quite good. It was a church trip. I was quite good. Uh, I was quite good. I, you know, I'm just, you know, I have spectacular balance. I've never fallen or hurt myself. So I was really good. I couldn't go quit very fast. Yeah, it's a hard thing. I've never been snowboarding. I was good at skiing, though. But were you ever like a skateboarder? Did you ever try to skateboard? Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? Yeah. How'd I, it go? I, well, I remember like I was able to skate. And I was able to like do an ollie, and then when it got to oh, that's like, pretty good. That's great. And then when it got to like, you know, like skateboarders always have to skate to get to the trick park. Sure, sure. And I found that like very hard because it felt really uneven. I'm gonna tell you, you would, I don't, I don't like that either. You would like stand with one foot, and then your other foot would do all the work, and I was like, it, it made my body feel uneven. Sure. So. I sort of quickly moved over to aggressive inline skating. And I love it. I love it. Like I always do, rather than just like get like 
dip my toe in, I like somehow mowed enough lawns to afford a pair of K2 fatties, That's awesome. which are like those high end aggressive skates. Were and you I was like, to grind? Girl, I couldn't even do anything, but I had like the nicest skates you could yes. get. And I remember one time we we would go. Like I had friends who were who did the inline skates. I had friends who were on the skateboards and on like the the BMX bikes too. And I remember we went to a a a, a skate park in like some Chicago suburb. And I remember I dropped in on like a little quarter pipe and when I when I dropped in, I didn't adjust correctly, so my feet uh, went right out from under me. And when I did, I landed, and then I slid down the ramp, and I slid, and I took the feet out of this girl who was standing there on her skates, and I knocked her back, and she fucking hit her head. She was wearing a helmet, but I like injured her, and I was like, "Fuck!" I like can't. I was so embarrassed because it was a skate. Park you can never go like, back. You can never go back. They'd there always were like three hundred people in the middle of the skate park, and I was so embarrassed See, by how the skateboarders. Like, okay. How do skateboarders treat you there? Did they care that there were inline like inline skaters there? It was like mostly twelve year old inline skaters. Okay, okay. Like it wasn't. There were no adults there. It was like four kids who were like figuring out what culture was. You know what I mean? Like they were like shout out as all of could. us. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, because the other day I tried to go and I tried to go on my little roller skates to the skate park at Venice Beach, thinking that no one would be there. Girl, it was it was packed. So then we went back again another morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. We were at the Venice Beach skate park, thinking that no one would be there, and it was a bunch of old people, older than me, skating around. And I was too embarrassed to go in. Like what? I was like, because it was it's not a very large skate park, and there's a lot of people. And the last thing I wanted to do was like go try something for the first time, and then like maybe not get up or. You know what I mean? Like hurt myself and then be like, well, I'm stuck here in front of all of you. And now you all have to help me out. Bro. Get in line. Like, cause it's like a fucking pool. So I was like, I'd like to start somewhere a little that. bit better. But you know, as soon as you enter the skate park, this is like, here's the, here's the, the unspoken rule at a skate park. Once you enter the skate park, you're a family. I don't believe that because little 12 year olds are little fucking assholes. And I know if my fat ass would have went down, they would have been like, um, Get out of here, old fag. Yeah, they probably would have filmed you. They probably would have filmed you. Yeah, they would have filmed you. I come from an old, I'm old school, I guess. I I forgot about that part. I didn't grow up in a place where everyone was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Including you. Have you seen (laughs) Betty on HBO? No. Uh, I've seen the first, I think I've just seen the first episode. It's great. It's yeah, so I've seen cool. the first episode. It's really fun. And it's like a window into the world of like young women skaters in You know New what's York. Cr- it's I was uh, I was watching it with my partner and I was telling them I was like, "Hey, this is have you ever seen have you have y'all seen Kids? The movie Kids?" Yes. It's just uh, it's Kids. Yeah. It is like Kids for sure. For the new generation, which is like I don't know, it seems like a well, it does, it's not as crazy as as the movie Kids is. But I guess when like every I, generation needs a uh, a kids. Yeah, when I was younger, I literally the first time I saw kids because it was so sort of like avant garde in its presentation, and up until that point, I had really only seen like sitcoms and like rom com movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't understand about like sort of like independent film and i didn't really understand about like cinema verite or like getting people who weren't actors to just sort of like act in the movie i literally thought it was a documentary even though there are like these like 
beautiful cinematic shots or they're like in the room when they're having sex it's like that wouldn't ever happen in a documentary but i was like it's real it's a documentary it's real you guys like yeah i really didn't that movie freaked me out about new york like between that and 90s hip-hop like i was like i'm not going to new york they are wilding they're wilding over there it freaked me out about my peers i was like are people out here doing this yeah yeah, i'm four oh my god um well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be oh. right Portuguese. Po- we'll be right <laughs> Portuguese, French, black. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, so this week on Twitter... um. There's uh, this video of all of these people singing the Wicked Riff. It's amazing. I've been tagged in it two million times. Love Same. to be added to it. Uh, would be great if someone over at Broadway, on Broadway cared, you know? If, wait, wait, wait. This is, is how this you get you? it, though. Put it out there in the universe. I've got so much you? stuff from, keep, just talk, just keep talking about it. Yes. This is I you would pitching. like. I would like to. If so, no. Yes, yes. Put me on Broadway. (laughs) Put you keep all you all you need to do. Yeah, exactly. All I all I want is when Alphaba flies up, you to I fly down right in front of her. I sing the ooh ah riff, and then I fly back out. That's all I need. You don't want to do the whole show. No, absolutely (laughs) not. I want that one. I I couldn't sing it, and I don't want to lip sync to someone else. I'd rather just do that one note. Let me have that fantasy back when Broadway is open in 2021. Oh, my God. It's going to happen. I'm seeing it right now. See, you have such a positive outlook. Because I've seen it happen so many times. Yeah, that's true. How many times I tweeted some dumb shit and got stuff for it from it? Well, okay. So you have this amazing relationship with your fans. Like... Um, you love video games, you love pizza, you love Crocs, and at Show You Suck shows, your fans who love you bring you pizza and video games yeah, they and pull you up. got Crocs. Yeah, they, show out. they literally be, like, they show up and they go, and here is a Offerings. gift I've gotten for you. It's Offerings, pretty lit. Yeah. It's pretty That's lit. That's so lovely. Yeah, it's... Re- it's um. I never, I definitely never expected it um, for one, but um, yeah, it's weird because it's like people actually pay attention to stuff that you say, even though you might have only thought of it for a minute and carried on with your day. People remember this shit, you know, people yeah. come, you know, out, you know, you'll be at the merch booth and someone will come up and like, and ask, uh, and ask me about like, hey, how was that sandwich you tweeted, you know, like two <laughs> months ago, like. <laughs> well, you do like to tweet about sandwiches and milkshakes. Yes, yes, yes. I also have a um, a show. Well, it's on hiatus right now. Uh, a web series called Shake Chat, where I do one minute reviews of milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> Just any milkshake? It's around the city. Um, milkshakes are also on my rider. So when I go to venues, it's yes. Do people and think do it's they a deliver? joke? Uh, some venues do think it's a joke, but some venues like they 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 hook it up. They hook it they up. Also, like a, aren't you supposed to like not have a bunch of dairy before you? No, perform? yeah, you're not supposed to. I, I do it. I just yell. I just do a bunch of yelling anyway. When people ask me what I do for a living, I just tell them I yell for a living. Well, ha- after Same. 
after well that's it's much more true of you meatball than i think it is (laughs) after i met you um you started like you were like oh i'm a rapper and i was like cool and then when i was following you it was like you had a tv show you 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 were on an improv team you do puppetry work you host you dj like i was just like oh so there's nothing where do you you find the time yeah exactly do you just need? Do you constantly need to be busy? No, I'm not. Even, I'm not that. I'm not that busy. I just say yes to everything and just figure it out when I get there. Um, Diversify well, the portfolio. T- yeah. Um. So it's 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 weird. It's like this. I. It's kind of a mind fuck because I don't feel like I'm as busy as I am. And of course, we're speaking about pre-quarantine. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. I never felt as busy as I really was, but it's still caught up to me. You know, I still, I still definitely overdid it. Um, Cause I just hate saying no. Like um, I always, always in my head, and I guess it's, it's the imposter syndrome in me. It's like, I, uh, people where I'm from don't get these opportunities. So I just say yes and, and go do the shit. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. It's also like, You know, it's also a world in which we live on social media. So the perception of certain things, you know, but uh, uh, you produce a really nice perception of how busy and talented you are. And I know it to be true because I've seen it behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've seen the crumble. It's crumbling. (laughs) No, there's no crumble. I see it actually happening. Wait, so I want to talk to you about um, like your identity because okay. when I first met you, my perception of you was you were a straight person, you had a fiance, you were um, like, well, you had a fiance, so you were engaged. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, this like very hetero straight rapper likes what I do. This is a cool sort of like bond and collaboration. And then I moved away from Chicago and we sort of like, you know, I wasn't talking to you all the time. And then when we played a show together, I I think I made a comment and you were like, oh, no, that's not me anymore. And it was sort of like your like how you identified had evolved over time. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, At the time where your perception was correct, I also for most of my life uh, identified as being a straight male um but i think it's really funny the first tour i ever had um and i didn't have to have a job after i came home i found myself with a lot of time so i took that time and like really dove in and started to um you know study trans and 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 queer people as much you know more first through youtube um and the more I learned about gender identity, I, for me, I figured out that I, in terms of a partner, uh, in a relationship or a sexual partner, gender doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I identify as pans, pansexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest revelation I've had throughout the years. I've always been, um, open to different cultures, uh, open to different ways of life. Um, so it wasn't a, like, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's still a weird thing. I'm still learning how to talk about. Cause sure. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a big deal, but for me, 
it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal. I don't know. It's like this weird balance but between those things. That's kind of always the case <laughs> is that when people sort of settle into where they feel like they actually belong, it goes like, ah, yes, this makes sense. So it's not a big deal, but mm-hmm. sort of like basically having to either correct or uh, adjust everyone's perception around you or yeah. the super and I heteronormative even, it was very world we weird live at in, first realizing because like, for so long my identity was uh my identity was the straight rapper who was who was going to all the drag shows and like being very involved right. in like the drag scene yeah 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 and uh you know you know goop is i'm i'm one of y'all the whole time uh Oh. <laughs> the, goop. the goop is the goop of the game. Yeah. Is. We are a family. Yeah, yeah, but you I mean to me, it's all you know. We all together anyway in the first place. So has it has it changed anyone's perception of your music as you like evolved as a person, or just, just no one care? Um, definitely. Uh, I feel like there are fans. A, a lot of my fans were queer before me coming out. Um, so, so they knew. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what's like the the, the connection seems to be the, <laughs> yeah. um, seems to be a lot stronger, which is great. Um, I don't see I, at least from my eyes and my ears, I haven't seen that I lost any fans because of it. I right. might have lost some op- some possible opportunities because of it. Um, and I can only assume. I can only assume that. Um. Me coming, me coming out was such a smooth thing. Um, a long time for for a while, I felt guilty that my me coming out was such a smooth uh, process. Oh wow! Um, um, and I was like, oh, is that like my straight privilege also like leaking into <laughs> me coming out? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are so many ways to like analyze it, but I think like the cool thing is. Uh, is that that story of like it being kind of smooth obviously there are like horrible situations in the world but that that narrative of a smooth coming out is more and more prevalent which obviously means like progress is happening which is amazing yeah yeah it was definitely a very like um well the way i came out was i got booked to play the first queer festival in indianapolis yes Um, i remember that yeah so with the announcement of the festival, of me playing the festival, I figured, well, here we go. Here's a good, I should just do it. You know, I should just do it with this. So <laughs> I made a whole PR uh, kerfuffle. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember, like, trying to, like, talk about you or promote you to someone. And I was like, oh, you know, they're an amazing ally. And then I think I saw that. Uh, posts of yours, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, one of us, one <laughs> of us, <laughs> gang, 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 gang." Yeah, exactly. Gang, gang. <laughs> um, well, listen, uh, you you're a listener of our show, yes. And uh, so people call you. Show I've been, I've been sure. a listener. People I've been show. a listener since the other the other show. Yes, don't the name name show, that we don't. Thank you. The other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so you know that we like to have a fuck talk. Uh, portion but also i think as as of late we've also been like maybe it's asking too much of people like if they don't want to share something and so we we do have our voicemail but i'm curious if you have a good fuck talk story for us uh i guess it's yeah sure in a way um okay so 
a few a few years ago i got a text message you know how you get like a late night message and it's just like the pull up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do to your dig you know it's what we We're refer t- to as the Jamie Foxx film and Vivica A. Foxx film, Booty Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a quick, like, <laughs> oh, yo, oh, like, yeah, what you yeah. doing? What you, you doing? Want to come through? Yada, yada. So it was very quick, and and I get over to their place, and as I, as I come in, we're having a conversation. I can tell that they're like, oh, you're definitely more drunk than you need to be to be doing this. So... Oh. So I go, hey, you know, I'm not very cool with, like, you being this drunk. Like, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Let's hang out tomorrow. And they were so distraught over the fact that they, like, got me to leave home to, like, come over there. They, like, go into the closet and put a bunch of stuff in the bag. And they drunkenly hand me this bag and go, here, take this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, all right, like, right on. So as I'm leaving... I open the bag up and there's a pair of Jordans Uh! that are my size. Don't know how that happened. There's, uh, there's like Gucci cologne. What? (laughs) There's there's three face masks. Okay. Yes. That sounds like a lovely evening. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and there's also an exfoliant in there. So I'm like, wow, this is an awesome gift bag for, a for failed a booty call swag yeah. bag. And I went tripping. <laughs> and the next day, did you go see him or were you just like, I'm going to keep these shoes? Oh, no, no. I kept everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've definitely, I've yeah, I've used everything up. Um, but very nice person. We still talk to this day every now and oh, then. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. at a later date, was the deal sealed? No, no. No. Too much embarrassment surrounding the the drunken booty. Call. That's weird that people do get so drunk. Like I remember, I used to do that. I would get like drunk and then like try to convince someone to come over. But I, I think deep down, I knew I was still too drunk. But I was just like, I needs to happen. It's gonna happen. Well, obviously, I mean that's like a long-standing narrative with like having sex is that people sometimes like get real freaked out about it, and so the only way they want to have sex is by getting super drunk. Yeah, and I, you know, I wasn't drunk at all, so that was just—it was just weird. It was just like that to me is such a such a turnoff, and I guess it's different because I haven't been sober in almost a decade. But uh, the like, I don't mind if someone's had a couple drinks, like if they're tipsy or whatever, like because I can tell, you know, that they have their wits about them. But if you are. If you are like, I just don't understand people who have sex with people who are drunk. Oh no, we don't do that. Because the sex would be bad. I mean, let alone the like morality and ethics of it. The sex is gonna be bad. I need you engaged. Yes, you have to like read the signs, Diva. And if you're too wasted, inebriated uh, sexual intercourse sounds like a shit show. All right, I found a voicemail. All right, you divas ready for this? Oh yeah, I hope it's not too loud. Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, yeah, so uh, love the podcast. I just started listening to it recently. I oh. listen to Nicole's Why, Why Won't You Date Me. She talks about Meatball all the time. Um, so I'm so excited to get to know Meatball and now Big Dipper. Uh, also, like, you're both so great. Um, okay, so sex first. Not a lot of compliments. Um, so I live in New York, but I was visiting L.A. for just for funsies. 
Um, and I only had, like, a couple of friends in L.A. at the time. And one night I was, like, randomly out in WeHo by myself. Um, Bad idea. And Bad idea. I ran into my friend's <laughs> boyfriend. Um, and he was like, oh, just, like, join me and, like, my group. Um, we're going to this, like, bar. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't know anything about L.A., so let's do it. And so uh, well, I'm, like, walking, so I'm, like, winded. Um, so, like, <laughs> we go to this bar, yeah, and it was, like, do that kind of like a stripper, like, sex bar. Then I, was, I wasn't, I don't know, it's somewhere in WeHo, so I feel like you probably might know what it Foo is. Foo bar. Um, oh, and there was I'm one sure guy who was, like, a super bar. hot, yeah. like, super muscular dancer. I was like, damn, that guy's so hot. Um, so then by the end of the night, I was, like, still having fun, and we were like, oh, let's keep going. And it was me. Uh, my friend's boyfriend and this like other guy who's like an older like white guy. Your friend ain't there. Um, he was like, oh, you can go to my place. Boyfriend. And I think it was in like the hills. Like he was super rich. Um, he just like kept providing cocaine. It was like a lot of coke. Um, probably like the most I've ever done in my you, life. People. I barely do coke, and I was like, oh my god, this is a lot. Um, and then they were like, oh, so like now we're gonna like have more fun. And they invited that stripper over, and they just like were like, we should all just like hook up with him. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, what? If, what did I get myself into? So then it's me and like the white guy. And then my friend's boyfriend, but, like, my friend's boyfriend is just, like, sitting in the corner jerking off. And then I'm with this, like, older white guy who's, like, getting fucked. And I, I'm usually a top. I'm not a bottom. And, but I was, like, I could not get hard because of all the coke. So um, I was just, like, okay, I'm going to try to bottom. And, then, like, as soon as it was, like, starting to get in, it was pretty big. So, I was like, uh, nope, abort, absolutely not. Um, but, yeah, I remember. So, like, you know, everything's done, and then the stripper left, and then. Um, the guy, stripper, uh, who I like ended up sleeping in his bed. And I remember waking up just being like, oh my God, what did I do? He's like, oh, do you want to like stay over? And I was like, no, I'm going to go. And then he just like called the lift and left. Um, so that was pretty wild. Anyway, uh, I love the podcast. Um, <laughs> and I love Wicked. Uh, All right, anyway, well, don't try to uh, bye. You guys are great. <laughs> oh my God. That call had everything. Everything. Um, that weirdly reminded, nah. You don't have one? Well, it just reminded me of a time. It wasn't a hookup. It was like my friend ended up hooking up with someone that I thought I was going to hook up with because we all went out and uh, it was three of us. It was me, my friend, and my other friend. And I'm not going to name names because everyone knows who they are. (laughs) And we all were like in WeHo jumping around. We were at Mickey's. He was like, let me order some cocaine. I have a great guy. And we were like, cool. Well, these people here are selling it in this club. Uh, we could buy it, and he's like, "No, it's cheaper. It's way better." We do. He calls them. We're there all night. We get we get asked to leave Mickey's. We get asked to leave the Abbey. Like we're just being really annoying. This is um, why you do drag now because everyone recognized you from when you were a boy and you were a mess and you've been kicked out of. No, so I had been do doing drag for a while. This was this was this was. They were letting me in because I was in drag, and they were asking okay. me to leave because they knew where it was headed. Um. And so then we all got to his house and like normally cocaine like keeps you awake, but it was like three o'clock in the morning and I couldn't open my eyes and everything was like kind of foggy. And I was like, oh, this isn't cocaine. And I like pass out on a sofa. And then um, so my other friend was also passed out on the sofa. And of course, when I woke up in the middle of the night, they were hooking up in the other room and I just called a cab home. But I was just like, how like this is why I just don't do coke anymore. You never know what you're doing. You know what I mean? (laughs) This voicemail to me sounds like such a classic. I visited L.A. and went out in WeHo on my own. Which you don't do. Also, hanging out with your friend's boyfriend 
That's shady, Tina. That's really shady without, like, t- I don't know what the scenario was, but, yeah, like, right. Yeah, I, d- I thought that, too, but I also thought, I don't know what the Unless the, is, you guys so are, like, close friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not putting, but I in my mind, unless you're close friends with that person and I've hung out with them a lot, which I don't think you have because you said you're not from L.A., like, that was a bad choice. Uh, well, let me just say, I assume it was FUBAR because. Also, don't the call mo- them strippers. They're the majority of the sex workers who strip at FUBAR were, are also available for dates later that evening. And if you are looking for a uh, multi-location experience, I would recommend talking to the dancers at FUBAR because many of them will go with you to a second location for the correct price. Shout out to them. I mean, and it is the ooh. ultimate hustle because FUBAR is also sort of when it comes to WeHo versus Hollywood and the East Side, a little more centrally located. It's in the So middle. you have access to a lot, a lot of other places you can get to. And they're very lax on the rules. Uh, they also have a back alley in which you could get fucked quickly. I, for the the amount of videos I've seen from that back alley. <laughs> I, the ground what are all is these, slippery What are all these people going to do now? I mean... they're prob- If they were doing it there, they're probably doing it at home with the same people. Oh, okay, they're, we're... I, I've, I've heard of a lot of people, especially people who have OnlyFans page, who have sort of created like a little pod of people and they're all getting COVID tests and then they're filming with one another so that they can keep their income going, which I think is like really mm. smart. Is it? Do, you, do y'all feel OnlyFans is oversaturated at this point? Is there still time yeah. to get in? Well, I feel I'm like trying to get the foot page people, going. I, good. Do one, that. Do that because that that's works. Not, yes. And Some of the top guys on OnlyFans are feet guys. And then... um. I also am tired of the OnlyFans where it's like, it's just like not, there's no genitals. Yeah. I don't want to see an Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to. I didn't even know, honestly, I didn't Instagram. even know that existed. People are really getting on there and not giving up nothing. Correct. Correct. More, I mean, more power to you. Do you? No. Right. That's but, shady. Yeah, it seems like a finesse. That's shady to promise. It is a finesse. To, to promise body. It was a finesse. <laughs> I love that. Well, look here. I'm, I'm, I don't know what <laughs> name is going to be under yet, but follow me on everything. Them, yeah, the what it, where is it is coming. Your, they on the, the way. Is I'm getting them right. I'm getting really... them some time off. I ain't going nowhere. Show it. Show rest. us the toesies now. We'll get a screenshot. <laughs> and I would say, I would say before you, before you fully launch into it, do that baby feet, and you can get your skin peeled off. Oh, that's you right. Do a baby <laughs> feet and peel your skin off on the OnlyFans. I'm sure there's somebody ah! into that. But ain't there some? Um, there's got to be an audience for just like oh natural feet. Like you ain't did. Like you ain't went and got it all manicured. You got like. I you bet there is. Like, I'm sure got, there is, but who like, want to see some hoopa feet? Like, like I've been on the court for the day. Dancers' feet come some, mm. some heavy cow. Cal- see, is I'm so in heavy. between there. I'm in that spectrum. I was gonna say, for, I, if you're looking for semi semi dancer feet, pull up, <laughs> pull up to the page. Pull up to it's the coming page. soon. So, where can people find you? Uh, I am on the Twitter as show you suck, uh, the Instagram as show you suck. Um, just follow them. You're going to the foot, the foot page is on the way. We're going to figure out what that's going to be called. Um, but yeah, those are the two main places as of now. Bandcamp is a great place to come find me. Bandcamp, listen to all the tunes, Spotify um, and things. And you also are in a band separate from your solo work called air credits, which yes. you should check out as well. Um, What's the song called where you have the dystopian future, no water? Uh, yeah, it's called No Water. Um, f- funny enough, all of our music is, is about all the shit that's happening now. How about that? 
Ding, ding, ding. It's about a future dystopian society. Called Chromatica. So you wrote Chromatica? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on the show, show you Thank you. It's an honor. I am a longtime listener. Every episode... I have spent many a night falling asleep to y'all voices. Ooh. Oh, no. Thank you for your work. Thank you Nightmares. For- <laughs> Do you ever wake up when you get a ooh, ah? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Listen, if um, you need a feature for any of your music, I am available. I do have a great voice and dulcet tones. All right. A lot I'm, of I'm vibrato. I'm you up on that. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to need you to host a mixtape. I'm going to do a mixtape and have you host it. Okay. DJ Clue style. Are you familiar with, with the DJ Clue mixtape? Shit. I don't I know that, that. mixtape. You just you just scream and yell shit all over the oh, song. Oh, perfect. I'm down. Mm-hmm. See? Ah, ah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's about. Yeah. You just yell baby feet. <laughs> baby feet. Baby feet. <laughs> baby feet. Heal that skin. Baby feet. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod or send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com. Or call in with your fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And you can follow us at Bigger Dipper Jelly and at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you can never miss an episode. You don't want to miss these. These are great. You don't want to miss them. quality content. Why would you want to miss it? I'm going to do acid. Oh. <laughs> We didn't even talk about that. Okay, here, let me just tell you really quick what he told me to do. So he gave me a little pill thing. I I wish I had it with me. And on top, it had Molly in these two capsules. And then it had two hits of acid and then two edibles. And he said, take these two edibles, wait two hours, take the Molly, stick it this far up your butt. Show me on his pinky. Up and your I said, butt. And then before I could even ask anything, he was like, and then you're going to take the acid 30 minutes later. I said, why would I put the molly up my butt? He says, because it goes straight into your system faster and you don't get nauseous. Mm. And he that said, that would like be a lovely evening for the two of you, to, for me and Michael. And I was like, there's no way. I haven't done acid before. I haven't done molly really ever. So there's no way I'm going to combine those two with weed in the same night. I definitely do. I thoroughly enjoy acid um, and combine it with weed. I would say regularly. The problem with acid for me is that I could do it on a regular basis. Well, I'm excited to see what happens. I've never done it. It's I good. got nothing to do after this except for a meeting. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'll be Embrace. high in the meeting. Yeah, be high in the meeting. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, come on, drugs. So here we go. You know, <laughs> stick Molly up your butt. See you later. Doodle a doo doo forever. No. Sloppy Seconds is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our cover art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.